Hey guys, welcome to Hello. Love. Uh, today's episode is going to be uh, short and it's also going to be not in our realm of writing our own letters because uh, you said it best, team, when we were talking before this. Uh, yeah, as as everyone knows, uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And the truth is, this is not the time to hear from two privileged white girls. It's just not. About our history. About our stories, about our history. It's not the time. Um, so we decided this week to highlight some podcasts that are created by our black friends and people of color and their brilliance. We thought that this was the time to highlight them and share their stories. Um, and our lovely friend of the podcast, Angeliza, messaged uh, a list of really great podcasts that she loves. So we are happy to share some of those with you guys. Yes. And if you're listening today on Thursday, tomorrow on Friday, June 5th, Angeliza and her sister are hosting a um, high-intensity workout uh, on Zoom. One is at noon and the other one is at 4.30 and it's a $5 donation minimum and half of the proceeds are going, or it's being split in half between two really great um, causes. We posted on our Instagram about it today. So you can click on the link that's in our bio and it goes right to her Facebook page and it shows all the details and it's going to be really great. And I'm going to do it. And you know me, I don't work out. So I'm going to do it. And I'm going to donate. So I'm really excited about it. So join me on Friday. I don't know which one I'm going to it's going to be great or 430, but it's going to be really great. So um, great. I'm really happy uh, that uh, this morning I reached out to Angeliza and I said, you know, we were planning on doing this episode where we highlight um, podcaster, podcast creators, um, specifically black podcast creators. Mm -hmm. And she was so excited. She said, you know, I'll, I'll let me think about it. I'll give you a short list. I said, great. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then she, <laughs> she messages me and goes, I went a little nuts <laughs> and sent this huge, just beautiful, comprehensive list that I am so excited to share with all of you of not just um, podcast creators, but also artists that she mm -hmm. follows. Um, and then a couple of fitness people that she follows because Angeliza is a fitness trainer. So we're going to share with you these people now that Angeliza, um, has sent us. And we'll make sure um, to make a post and tag as many of these people as we can. We know we can only tag so many with Instagram, but uh, we want to make sure mm -hmm. that you guys can get connected to these incredible podcasts and artists. Absolutely. And, so uh, um, why don't you start off T and we can talk about the first one on the list. Great. So the first one is called Great. Another Round with Heaven and Tracy. Um, yeah, I'm here. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah I hear you. Uh oh, she's frozen now. Okay, great. Um, so the first one is Another Round with Heaven and Tracy. And it's a really funny podcast that covers everything from race, gender, pop culture, to squirrels, mangoes, and even bad jokes, all in one boozy podcast. So they have drinks. They talk about what they're drinking. I listened to a little bit today. It's absolutely hilarious. So that's the first one. Yes. And Angelisa said, Angelisa said it was her first podcast. And uh, mm -hmm. it's currently on hiatus. So you can catch up on everything that you have missed, which I'm know. totally going to do uh, our next one is Strong Black Lead, and it is a weekly show brought to you by Netflix and uh, Strong Black Lead that honors the best of Black Hollywood. Every Tuesday, host Tracy Clayton sits down with the legends that paved the way for Black representation both on and off screen. Mm. That's pretty cool. That is cool. This next one sounds right up my alley. 
Uh, the next one is called Off Book, the Black Theater Podcast. Off Book is a fresh new theater podcast made with black theater artists' interests and issues in mind. Hosted by a theater journalist, an actress, and a playwright, it's proven to be an interesting journey. Um, and I think that that's people, that's something that people don't necessarily understand. I know there's a couple of videos circulating about how Broadway is racist, and I have seen mm -hmm. it firsthand. I have been in that position where I've watched my friends deal with discrimination, and it is alive and well in the theater, and it needs to end. So I'm excited to check that one out. Why Won't You Date Me? And it's the podcast that features Nicole Byer and a guest exploring why she is single while discussing topics related to love, life, and sex. That so that's like good. totally up my alley. I love yeah, it. That sounds I love those really kind of podcasts. Fun. So I'm really pumped for that one. The next one is Best Friends with Nicole Byer and Shasir Zamita. Uh, and it says Gail and Oprah, Bonnie and Clyde, Nicole and Shasir. Enter the pantheon of best friendship. When you're forced to change your number, are sick of being single, or don't want to take a or want to take a pole dancing class, you're going to need a best friend. And if you don't, you can still have this podcast. All right, our next one is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the podcast. And she said um, the fourth episode specifically called Part Four, The Truth in Comedy. Um, it says Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the host, the podcast host, Mark Evan Jackson Cops, a, Pops a Squat with co-executive and producer writer, Justin Noble, Terry Cruz, uh, co-creator, executive producer, Dan Gore, writer, executive producer, Luke Dan... Um, all these other producer people. And they talk about the fourth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the show's unique ability to earnestly take on social issues while keeping things comedic. They also discuss a key episode from season four entitled Moo Moo, oh, I just watched that today, where Terry encounters racial profiling by a fellow cop. Terry Crews shares some personal mm. stories about his own experience being ra racially targeted, which informed his performance in that episode. Do you watch mm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, I have seen this first season, but I do actually know of that episode yeah it's his daughter lost the or threw moo moo out the car and uh which is her like her stuffy like her her mm -hmm. comfort object and so he went on a walk in his neighborhood to go find it and a white cop came up to him and is like what are you doing in this neighborhood and terry's character is like i live here mm -hmm. and so he's like why are you instigating me blah, blah blah and then he didn't even get a chance to say i'm a cop and like he like started putting his hands behind his back and he's like, why are you resisting? Like all this stuff. So it was, oh, yeah. I remember watching that when it first came, like when it first came out, because the show was so funny and so good. And I remember that moment being so real. I'm like, oh my God. And then the way that they uh, showed it and presented it and their, the pain that the others felt too, all of his friends in the precinct was really great. And I was, I really did love that episode. Mm -hmm. It was really great. Yeah. All right, go ahead with your next one. The next one is Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, a comedic podcast that reviews films with leading actors of color and analyzes them in the context of race and Hollywood's diversity issues. That sounds incredibly fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the next one is, okay, now listen. Okay, Now Listen is a bi-weekly podcast hosted by Scotty Beam and Sylvia Obel. They share what's on their minds, what they're binging, and what's blowing up on their timelines. Brought to you by Netflix, The Strong Black Lead. Mm, great. So I like <laughs> I like that. Okay. It's like having somebody to chill with and talk with about all the yep. stuff that's on your newsfeed. <laughs> Next up is The Read. Join bloggers Kid Fury and Crystal for their weekly podcast covering hip-hop and pop culture's most trying stars, throwing shade and spilling tea with a flippant and humorous attitude. No star is safe from Fury and Crystal <laughs> unless their name is Beyonce or Blue Ivy. 
or blue ivy. <laughs> that sounds absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the next one is NPR's Code Switch. What is Code Switch? It's the fearless conversations about race that you've been want- waiting for. Hosted by journalists of color, the podcast tackles the subject of race head-on. They explore its impacts every part of so- in every part of society, from po- politics and pop culture to history, sports, and everything in between. The podcast makes all of us part of the conversation because we're all part of the story. And Honestly, mm. I think the, this is the first one I'm going to listen to after we I get off NPR. and I'm doing yeah. like house chores. I, I do too. I, I love This American Life. I think it's really great. And I think they produce really great podcasts. So clearly they like wrote the book on creating really great podcasts. So I'm excited about this yeah. one. Great. Next up is so many white guys. Phoebe Robinson is tired of being the token black woman in an ocean of white dude comedians. So in this podcast, Phoebe's calling the shots. She'll host intimate, funny, and super honest conversations with musicians, actors, writers, and comedians who are killing it in their fields and who aren't white dudes. Uh, Stay tuned for one token white guy. It's only fair and a whole lot of hijinks. That sounds really, really (laughs) funny. I like that. <laughs> There's just too many white guys in the room. So <laughs> Always. Many. So many. The next one is still processing. Step inside the confession booth of Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham, two culture writers for the New York Times. They devour TV, movies, art, music, and the internet to find things that move them to tears, awe, and anger. Still processing is where they try to understand the pleasure and the pathologies of America in 2020. Mm. That sounds like a really hard conversation to have like weekly with someone, Mm -hmm. but it's also necessary. I'm sure it's very therapeutic and it's obviously something we need both you and I and this country needs is those kind of hard conversations. And clearly in all these podcasts, these people have been having these hard conversations for so long and it's Mm -hmm. taken so long for all of us to, to listen to them. And that's me included. And that's what I think people, are struggling with right now is that these conversations are difficult. They are uncomfortable. White people are going to be called out. I've been called out even trying to be an ally. An ally, I have stepped on my tongue or said the right thing or said almost the right wrong thing and I am corrected. And when you're corrected as a person, it's hard not to immediately get defensive. It's part yeah. of our makeup as humans. Mm-hmm. And These are tough conversations. It's going to be uncomfortable. It just is. But guess what? Like, people of color have been uncomfortable for a really long time. So maybe we can be uncomfortable for a little fucking bit. Yeah. It's time. It's our turn. It's our turn to be a little fucking uncomfortable. And I also, like, I know that, you know, with being an ally and you said you've been called out, like, Mm -hmm. sharing and tagging and stuff. And um, I think that specifically white people are going to have to learn to say, I'm sorry, what can I do better next time? And that just, yes, the, the process of be of apologizing and saying, I'm so sorry, what can I do next time to be better needs to be uh, just normal in our society now. Like there, there should be no, like get clear there. There's no getting it right the first time. Um, Yeah. And so being able to apologize, say, I need to do better. Please teach me what I can do next time mm-hmm. so I don't mess up again. And I think that's that's going to be the, huge in this process of fighting for um, black rights and their equality. And change. And, saying, yeah. Sorry. 
what can I do better next time? And please teach me what can I do to be a better ally to you? Yes. And that's something I'm learning every day, but that's the whole point. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Did you want to go through all these artists and fitness as well, or should we just maybe tag them in comments? Um, I would love to tag all these people. Yeah, I would love to tag all these people in comments. We wanted Um, this to be a short episode. I want to um, post, essentially, Angelisa, I'm going to copy and paste everything onto like a Google Doc and have like a link to it or something. So everyone can can find these resources that Angelisa was so great about sharing with us. Um, there's a bunch of uh, Black artists and then um, these the fitness people. I do want to give her another shout out to her and her sister who are organizing that fundraiser. And their Instagram is at Ander, Anderstrong, like Anderson, but Anderstrong underscore sisters. So um, if you're looking for two really kick-ass girls to, to follow, I know. That, so it's awesome. Um, definitely follow their in- personal Instagrams and their fitness Instagram as well. And then... Um, T, if you wanted to, to speak a, a statement before we head out, and then I will speak one, and then we'll we'll sign off. Yeah, I, I didn't prepare anything. I probably should have. Um, so okay. again, if I misspeak, I'm apologizing ahead of time. I know I am not even remotely as educated on this topic as I should be because my life has been f- very privileged and very sheltered. And it's something – I remember the first time I was talking to um, – Brit and Ashley in the treehouse about racism once and, and cops and whatnot. And, uh, something just hit home with me that they said to me, and we were just having a normal conversation and they turned to me and they said, like, how were you taught about cops as a child? What did you, what, what did you feel about cops? And I was like, oh, I was taught that if I had a problem or an issue to, to find a cop, and that they were there to help me. And both of them were like, okay, we were taught to be cautious and afraid. Because we're not taught that they're there to help us, um, which to me is all it boils down to. And I get so fucking frustrated that people right now claiming all lives matter because at the core of Black Lives Matter is all lives matter. The only way all lives are going to matter is if the black ones matter, too, because right now they don't to some people. That's what all of this is about. Um, and it, it's so heartbreaking because I don't know how to explain to people that you should simply give a shit about other humans. You know, like there, there needs to be a level of, um, kindness and empathy. And the thing is I've seen it, you know, I went to one of the protests and I was handing out, um, you know, with a mask and gloves and everything, we were handing out snacks and masks and, um, hand sanitizer and anything people would need. And it was beautiful and peaceful and people were so kind and lovely. And I heard beautiful stories and, uh, you know, I'm going to really strive moving forward to learn more and to be a better um, ally and to be more pliable and flexible and learn and try really hard to use my privilege to help others. Because I don't think that that's something I ever really did or noticed I could do. And I absolutely can. Um, So I'm vowing to do that. And and, uh, I think that this is a really, really important movement. And I hope this wakes people up. And I'm so sorry that our government right now isn't waking up yet. Exactly. And then we talked about, you know, before this episode started about the um, all lives, all lives matter people saying Mm -hmm. it would be like saying somebody's house is burning down. Let's go fix their house and let's go put out the fire. And then they're like, what about my house? My house matter. 
Like, your house isn't on fire right now, though. Of course, your house matters, but it's not the one that's on fire. It's not on fire. It's you not on fire. selfish piece of shit. It's not on fire right now. Yeah. And then my favorite one is the, imagine standing up at your child's funeral, giving a eulogy and somebody said, excuse me, my child mattered too. Like my child matters as well. Like, no, 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 no. Your children aren't the one who are being beaten and Mm -hmm. put down by this just society and politics and police And, and all these people. And you know, the truth is there, I mean, look at, for example, policemen in other uh, nations look at Australia. Look at England. It, it can't. You can absolutely. It's supposed to be serve and protect. You can serve and protect without brutality. You absolutely can. There is no need for excessive force. There is. You know. It's. It's just. It's so frustrating. And I saw something online that was like, it requires more training lengthwise to be a hairdresser than a cop. Oh my God. You know, it's stuff like that where I'm like, there needs to be fundamental changes. And you know what? And I agree. It's, this is between you and me, or not you and me, between you and me and everyone listening. Yeah. You know, when people are like, not all cops are bad. I'm like, okay, I hear you. However, if the good cops don't call out the bad cops, then they are. In the same way, like if a teacher turned out to be a pedophile, you would expect that teacher to be fired. You would expect the teacher's union to immediately say, we do not support that. We do not back that. That is not what we're about. And the truth is, overall, that police forces aren't doing that. They're not rooting out the bad eggs. They're not taking a stand against it actively. They're making excuses. They're hiding it. And that's so unacceptable. And that's all I'm I was watching Seth Meyers the other... I was watching Seth Meyers the other night and um, he said something uh, poignant. I'm sure somebody else has said it as well, but I heard it from his mouth was um, if you're in an orchard and somebody says, oh, there's a few bad apples in there. And he, and you go, how bad? And it's like, oh, kill you bad. You're not going to go picking apples in an apple orchard where a couple of bad apples are kill you bad apples. That's a really good (laughs) fucking point. I, I know. So when they're like, there's a couple of bad cops, it's like, no, there's not just a couple bad cops. There's some murderers up in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go in that order. That are going intact. Absolutely. And this is what this movement is is all about. And it's what we're trying. They're, everyone is trying to change and to grow. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to read my prepared statement um, that I am ready to go. All right. Go for it. <sighs> I'm always someone who likes to hear both sides, to reason. But a couple of years ago, I was dating a guy who is a Trump supporter. We got into an argument when he told me that the Black Lives Matter movement wasn't valid, and it should be. All lives matter. At the time, I was angry and hurt that a man I loved would think such a thing. So me and my roommate took it as an opportunity to show him why the Black Lives Matter movement is important why humans of color are what matter right now. It's not that you don't matter, it's that you have always mattered as a white man. Black humans have suffered years of oppression, slavery, unjust killings from those who are meant to protect us. At the time we brought up the latest tragic death of Philando Castile, an innocent black man with his partner and daughter in the car shot at point blank range. Mm. And then my boyfriend got mad, screamed at us and told us that we were wrong At the time, I loved this man, and he had never raised his voice to me, and I excused myself and went upstairs, and I cried. That day, I realized my voice was silenced. 
I was now afraid of the backlash that would come with speaking up. For years now, I have stood aside and sat in comfort of being a white woman who does not have to live through this oppression firsthand. And for that, I am sorry. I now realize the man I was dating was uncomfortable. Uncomfortable to be wrong. Uncomfortable to admit his way of thinking may have been flawed. Uncomfortable that there could be any sort of injustice in his comfortable white world. He pretends to care about humans of color on the outside, but on the inside lives a deep-seated bias that I now see as racism. I yearn for change in our world, and not one that is colorblind, but one that is colorful and color-celebrated. I am here for you now. What can I do to help? That was really, really good, Brooke. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I'm excited to to learn more and I'm excited to be a better ally for people. Yeah. I that excites me. That makes me excited to be yeah. able to support and to these people who, who need our support now more than more than ever. They need us. And to be open to growing and learning because that's what life is. You need to grow and learn about other people's experiences in order to be a compassionate human. And I I might not always know, I mean, I'm going to include Brooke in this too. We might not always know the right thing to say. We might not always know the right thing to do, but we vow to learn and we vow to try and be better every day and to be better allies. And we love everyone listening. Um, Black Lives Matter. We are here for you. <laughs> yes, love we us. Are. We are absolutely here, here for you. And yeah, love us. That's perfect ending, T. Um, and we will... See you on Sunday. We'll do a we'll do a mini episode on Sunday. How's that sound? Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Sound good. Yep, love you. All right. So if anybody has any um, actually ideas for this podcast, where we you know clearly we write letters to ourselves. However, if you are a person um, who is black, if you're it is Pride Month, um, if mm -hmm. you are um, are part of the LGBTQ and beyond spectrum, uh, please reach out to us. We would love to have you on the podcast. Yes, we, we would. have we would the love, love, capabilities love to actually bring you in to our session where we all video chat. You don't need a professional microphone. You just need your phone and your microphone and we can all chat about your lives. We would love to hear from you. So we hear your let's open this up and we're going to, we want to hear your stories that aren't through our lens and through our, our, our mouths. So let's do this thing. Let's do this thing.